With Long Island local news on January 23rd, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. As the 2023 race for Suffolk County Executive begins to unfold, county Democratic leaders are touting their support for David Calone, but the Republican field is wide open, with several elected officials saying they are interested in the job. The Archanese reports on Newsday.com that Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone, a Democrat first elected in 2011, has reached his term limit and cannot run again this year. Cologne, 49, of East has worked as a federal and state prosecutor and served as chairman of the Suffolk County Planning Commission. He also is a former trustee of the Long Island Power Authority. Cologne announced his candidacy in July, quote, the Suffolk County Democrats, along with every single town committee, are supporting Dave Cologne and we're excited about him. That's Keith Davies, a spokesperson for the Suffolk County Democratic Committee. Some Republicans are expressing hope that former Representative Lee Zeldin of Shirley will run after his strong showing on Long Island in the New York governor's race in November. In Suffolk County, Zeldin beat Governor Kathy Hochul, a Democrat, by over 65,000 votes, according to the State Board of Elections. Quote, how he performed on Long Island last November in the race for governor shows that Lee Zeldin at this moment is the Republican Party's strongest candidate by far for county executive, said Lawrence Levy, executive dean of Hofstra University's National Center for Suburban Studies. Levy said, quote, if Lee Zeldin decides to run for county executive, a lot of Republicans will probably not make a go of it. Zeldin told Newsday last Thursday, quote, since Election Day, I have fielded many calls from people with their thoughts of various positions in government they would like me to pursue. And I'm very grateful to everyone for their passionate outreach. But I don't have any update on that front to announce at this time. Here on the East End, the South Hold Town Board is likely to put a proposal for a moratorium on battery uh, battery energy uh, storage facilities up for a public hearing in February, according to board members at their January 17th work session. The moratorium would be designed to give the town a chance to develop siting and safety guidelines for the facilities. Several potential developers of battery energy storage systems, known in the industry as BESS, B-E-S-S, are, quote, trying to lock up land in lease options. That's South Old Town Supervisor Scott Russell, who said at the work session, quote, once they've signed a lease option away, they're stuck with living with it. That's a little unfair to them. They have a right to know whether to enter a lease. Beth Young of East End Beacon reports that in addition to a hotly contested application by Key Capture Energy in Kutchog, currently before the town, uh, the town's planning and zoning boards, Supervisor Russell said both Hawkeye Energy and Blue Wave Solar are considering building best systems on the North Fork. While New York Governor Kathy Hochul has set a goal of establishing six gigawatts of battery energy storage throughout the state by 2030, the New York State Energy Research Development Agency is urging local governments to establish battery energy storage task forces to help uh, draft town codes so that local municipalities can establish siting and safety standards for the systems. The South Old Town Board could introduce legislation for the moratorium as soon as its next meeting, January 31st, in anticipation of holding a public hearing in February. And finally, 
uh, echoing uh, or repeating a news item from the last hour. Warming waters tied to increasing summer heat waves have led to a reduction of dissolved oxygen in the Peconic Bay and other estuaries with catastrophic effects for the bay scallop, a new paper concludes. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that this new paper by top Stony Brook University professors in the journal Global Change Biology formalizes those findings. A summer heat wave that lasted for just over a week in 2020, for instance, coincided with repeated episodes of lower dissolved oxygen stressing the scallops. Dr. Christopher Gobler of Stony Brook University's School of Marine and Atmospheric Sciences says solutions to the problem are still being considered. Stony Brook has seen strains of base scallops that are resistant to certain parasites, and Gobler said it's possible those with greater resistance to warming temperatures could be identified. But he added, quote, this is a climate change issue and the climate is going to continue to change. Sometimes people may hear the term and it's hard for them to grasp, but this scallop die-off is one of the things that brings home what it means to be living in a warming world. Looking at the weather here in Southampton in honor of our next guest, Southampton Town Supervisor Jay Schneiderman, looking like rain today before noon, then rain and snow. Steady temperature around 37 degrees, northwest wind 9 to 17 miles per hour. Tonight, a continued chance of rain and snow, however slight, before midnight, then a slight chance of snow between Midnight at 1 a.m., cloudy during the early evening, then gradual clearing with a low around 30 degrees, wind chill values between 20 and 25, blustery with a northwest wind 15 to 22 miles per hour, gusts as high as 33. Plan accordingly. I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, it's the B edition. I've got uh, Nash, Garrett Cato, and Common before Marshmallow and Halsey. And Thomas Rhett, a really cool track featuring Reba McIntyre, Hillary Scott, Chris Tomlin, and Keith Urban. Uh, lots of music from all decades and genres here on the B edition of The Heart on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I'm not sold on soulmates But do believe in twist of fate I don't believe in shooting stars But made a wish and here we are But what if we're not meant to be What if dreams are meant for dreams don't believe in being sad So would you try to understand When I ask If we fall apart Who should I call To help me mend my heart If feelings fade and go Their separate ways Who'd be my light in dark Well I don't know But what I do know is I hope they never do don't know who I'd be without you I've always liked the way you think 
try to see your side of things when you ask well could we be a better yet what if we had never met at all and if we fall apart Would I call to help me mend my heart? If feelings fade, we go our separate ways Who'd be my light in dark? Well, I don't know, but what I do know is I hope we never do I don't know who I'd be without You and all your little things You've taught me love, you make me sing I wonder if you'll ever know That you and all the things you do Put every piece of me into And if we part forever, I'll be blue But if we decide to separate Before I go, I've gotta say That if we fall apart I'll be right here to help you mend your heart Feelings fade, we go our separate ways I'll be your light through dark And even though I'll know you're not alone One thing will still be true I don't know who I'd be without How would I even breathe without I don't know who I'd be without you Thank you. 
You're listening to WLIWFM, NPR Radio. It says it's clean, I'm going to trust it. A little common. The title track to his 2005 record B. The intro, anyhow. Marshmallow and Halsey on deck. Supervisor Jay Schneiderman joining us here on the Monday Meditation on the Heart of the East End. WLIWFM. Cutting in after comment, you can, uh, to bring on the supervisor, the one and only Jay Schneiderman, joining us again in WLIWFM's studio on Hill Street in Southampton. I hear we have new neighbors here uh, at the movie theater. Very excited. Yeah, I saw something about that as well, and I don't know who it is, but... I do. Do you? I well, do know well, who it is. Do tell. Well, I don't know if it's. I don't know if I should. I don't know if it's the time. There was something in the paper. Um, I know his name. Really? Yes, and I know he's a great collector of art. Nice. So uh, are we gonna was, have a art it, shows in the movie? I hope place? so. So it's. I guess it's not going to be a not-for-profit performing arts center. But I did hear that he likes the idea of doing live things there. He's gonna bring it. That's what I hear, and I'm and I'm all I'm here for it. Uh, especially, I got a conure recently and named the conure Andy Basquiat. What's a conure? It's a it's a bird. Really? A bird? Yeah. Conure. Yes, green uh, green cheek. I call her fire cheeked conure because uh, she has uh, um, red. red cheeks. But I named her Andy Basquiat, and 
I believe that our new friend has a number of Warhols and Basquiat's. Mm. So I'm really excited about what is coming uh, right next door here on Hill Street, especially and very uh, excited for the theater itself because it just got its historic designation. Yeah, well, they wanted it to stay a movie theater or be some sort of performing arts venue, and that's why the Cummings brothers were very involved, trying to put together a plan and raise money. Yeah, I was bummed. I thought they were going to pull it off. But, you know, at the end of the day, if this person is really dedicated to the community and wants to bring live theater and... We'll see. You know, music and movies, then it's fine. It's a happy ending as far as I'm concerned. You know, the the one in Patchogue is not publicly owned. Not Patchogue. The one in Patchogue is publicly owned. The one in Riverhead, downtown Riverhead. Suffolk Theater. Suffolk Theater. Oh, that's, that's privately for, owned. That's also for sale, though, it, isn't is it? it? I don't know. I haven't heard I about that. I, but I thought I saw something about It might that. be, but they've done a lot of they did cool a things. They did They did a beautiful job fixing it up. and um, you know, They know the price was pretty high. Um, that was paid for it. I guess it is Southampton Village, right? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, there's nothing cheap here. I mean, Hill Street has a really bright future, as I understand when I was reading the article about uh, the historic designation. Am I right in saying that? Well, that's a village thing, right? So they have a village board, village mayor, and all that stuff. But yeah, they have. So they you gotta they, ask they, Jesse. You gotta yeah, go ask Jesse. Go ask Jesse. Um, so, so they, you know, they they write their own rules. Um, I know they wanted to create like a arts district, and they wanted to do some. That yeah, they, fun. Have, they have a number of historic uh, designated areas in the village. Which they should. I mean, it's really a, it's one of the first settlements in America. Right. So, so, so it's now important. something to go ask Jay, um, which is the same, uh, if I were to make it, it would be the same letters, but it's different, the town and the village. You were telling me People last time. People get that time, confused, by the way, all the time because wh- about, about, they both like, have what? Southampton in the first part of the name, Southampton Town. Well, it's all like it's it, Southampton it the Village. Same it drives me a little bit about, crazy like, because, you know, I rep, you know, I I'm in charge of keeping a hundred thousand people safe right now. You know, that's sort of my job. You know, the town is much, much, much bigger than the village, and the village is a small section. Of the town, it's an incorporated area, so they have their own land use control, and they elect a mayor and a village board, and there's like 4,000 people or so, the population of the village. Um, the population of the town, I think the census population, like the year-round population, is around 70,000, but in the summer, it's 250,000, 300,000. It's right. a lot of people. That is a lot. It's a much bigger area, but people go, oh, the mayor of Southampton's in charge of the town because they think like the mayor of New York, right? Mayor of New York. Ah, okay, I can see where that. And they don't understand that supervisor is the, you know, you know the title of the person who's in charge, or it's in the chairman of the town board, which goes from really Sagaponic to Eastport, and includes areas like Bridgehampton and. Uh, Sag Harbor, Sag Harbor for sure, right. and Hampton Bays, and East Quag, and Remsenburg, and um, Flanders, Riverside, and you know, there's you know, West Hampton. I mean, it's a big, 
It is a very big area. Yeah, I didn't. I never really even thought about West Hampton being under the purview under your pur- purview. Right. So again, they have a village there. Actually, right. two villages in that area. There's one called the. Is there really? There's two villages. Yeah. There's West Hampton Beach Village okay. of West Hampton, where they've done an awesome job. Beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. Mayor though. Maria Moore. Um, yes. And they've just kind of revitalized their entire downtown, and we did help them connect to. Uh, sewage treatment, and so you're going to see a lot more revitalization. I'm interested there. in that. I Very like cool. I like hearing about the uh, the interplay between yourself and the mayors no, and, how, and how and so I love how working together. Um, and and then there's a village ready of the village of West Hampton Dunes. Oh, it's tiny mayor Gary Vigliante, and he's probably the Gary. only year round resident, so he gets elected mayor all the time. <laughs> It's like just like just like ten people there. So what is the, what um, are the dunes? I guess it's it's on the beach. Yeah, if okay. you if you go to West, if you keep going on Dune Road, and you go th- from Hampton Bay, you know, go over the Ponquag Bridge and make a right. Then you know you go through East Quag, you go through the you go through a section of Quag, um, and then you sort of get to uh, um, Quag, and then West then West Hampton. Um, I might have got Quayog on the wrong side there. Um, and, but then you go... That sounds like a very, very tiny village. You keep going past West Hampton, and eventually, before you get to the beach there, I want to say, is it Cupsog at the mm-hmm. very end there? Yes. Um, you, there is a little village. It, doesn't, it has a village hall right before the beach, the county beach there. Um, so it, what does, what's in... West Hampton Dunes. Um, just houses. There's, okay. Um, you know, they might have one commercial, maybe John Scott's or something. Right. Um, there's a, a little restaurant there that could and be. And then there's, in an- the there's another couple uh, restaurants over there, right? Maybe, and there might be there might be a couple commercial properties. There's a lot of a lot of homes. Yeah. You know, it, beautiful, but it, it's beautiful all cars the, all the way at the <laughs> all the way at the west end of Dune Road. Okay, so something that you are. Uh, working on. I remember the last time you were in, you were talking about a grant that was coming to the town. Yeah, we got Is it. Is there more? Awesome. Well, we so got two. Um, we got tell one. Us everything. Uh, Senator Schumer. Um, we had put in money for on the federal infrastructure program. Okay. That um, that the Senate approved. You know, Biden's program, and uh, it, it's for building a sewer treatment facility in the Riverside area. And a lot of people don't even know, when I say Riverside, they think like New York City, Riverside. No, no, no. Flanders. No. And, yeah, and Flanders, Riverside. So, it, you know, if the Big Duck, everybody knows the Big Duck. The Big yes. Duck is in Flanders. And as you go... Keep going. Cl- yeah, closer to Riverhead, as you get to where this big oval is, the roundabout. The egg The egg about. The egg about, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's funny because it's shaped like an egg, yes. a duck egg. Right, so you get um, and you got you got uh, McDonald's on one side of it, right, and you got uh, that beautiful new building that they're new building, building sort of on the circle, and then you have a lot of abandoned buildings. I mean, you have a whole and the state st- troopers are over there, right? Or state or, troopers are there. Um, there's a cool little uh, cafe. Or yes, I tea love house. that cafe. Yeah, um, and so that area has so much potential, and it's sort of the gateway for both the North and South Fork. Um, but it really has kind of fallen into um, disrepair and blight. A lot of boarded up buildings. It's really sad. There are I, a lot of blighted there. buildings there. And, you know, we know that people aren't investing largely because they really can't do much because of the restrictions that the health department imposes related to sanitary flow. So um, Suffolk County Health Department uh, 
won't let those areas put second stories on or won't let them so this have is restaurants. Key. I mean, this is really a key part of revitalizing yeah, Riverside. You need, you need sewers. You need to have sewers and, and so you can get the second needed. and even third story. And we want to have housing there. We want to have cafes and restaurants. And um, there's a whole plan that the town board approved. They call it the RAP. It's like the Riverside um, Action Revitalization Plan or something like that. Um, that doesn't sound right. Riverside. No, it's not right, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, something like that. Rivers, Riverside. It's definitely got revitalization in it. Yeah. Yes. Riverside Revitalization Action Plan. I think that's okay. what it is. The maybe, wrap. maybe it's RRAP. Okay. It's a wrap. Um, anyway, so the town put the zoning in place, um, and it's been trying to get the sewers built. And so to get the um, sewage treatment plant, we need a lot of money. Yes. A lot of money. So uh, Schumer... Um, has committed $5 million. It's a, it's a big chunk. It's, you know, unfortunately, the total cost is like $30 million. So um, we have another, uh, I think, state request for $10 million. Okay. Um, and we have other requests out there. We're gonna, the town's going to put up some money, too. I mean, how, how much will you need before you get started? Or has, is this enough of an investment? No, we, we're okay. going to need more commitments before we can get started. Um, so we're looking at different ways to fund it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that we will come up with a plan that, um, that makes sense, that's, uh, you know, within the means of our residents. And, um, you know, the idea of having sewage treatment there is good for everybody in terms of... Uh, I know it's something that's been needed. Yeah, not only the economic revitalization of that area, but um, pulling the nitrogen out of the, um, you know, human waste is really important because what happens, and you know this, you've heard it a million times, but you know it ends up in the groundwater, and then right. from the groundwater it ends up in the bays. Yeah, um, and the water, you know, the, I mean the river's right there. Right, and, and so is Peconic Bay. Right. And when it gets to the bays, it acts, the nitrogen, you know, just like the fertilizer, when you put fertilizer on your lawn, it's full of nitrogen. You know, nitrogen is a nutrient for plants, and, you know, it works the same way with algae. It mm -hmm. just feeds that algae. And then you end up uh, with algal blooms that are toxic to humans and um, ends up pulling a lot of oxygen okay, so, out. So now when we talk about uh, the increased use of CPS funds moving forward, uh, is this something that we might be able – could you find funds in the CPF for this type of project? Right. So the CPF, uh, Community Preservation Fund, is a tax on real property transfers. So whenever somebody buys a property – they pay uh, what was a two percent tax. Yes. You know, now it's in April. It's going to go up to two and a half percent. Is that so? Because of the housing fund. But I thought that that oh well right right. Okay. So two percent will still go to CPF yes. and a half and percent a half will go to the housing projects. Um, but it you know it shouldn't affect um, the amount of tax. May be the same for any anybody buying a home for a million dollars or less. If such a thing still exists, um, they won't pay any additional tax. They might even pay less tax. Um, even though it's a higher percentage, there's exemptions. The exemptions are higher as well. First home buying. Well, like and you also I think the first uh, the first four hundred fifty thousand under the new program uh, is exempt from the tax. That's fantastic. Whereas under the current program, I think the first two hundred fifty thousand is exempt. So, but anyway, so um, so of the you know the land of the two percent that we get in the community preservation fund. 
20% of it um, is reserved for water quality. That's so great. Yeah. And that was a few years ago. And, you know, Assemblyman, Assemblyman Thiel, who, you know, has been really the champion on all of this. Yes. Um, put this program together, and, you know, with community support. Um, and uh, so 20%, which, you know, we have seen years where we brought in $100 million a year. So, twenty, you know, 20% is $20 million. It's a lot of money. I mean, we need all, all that we can yeah. uh, to really focus on cleaning up our waters as best we can. Exactly. So um, so we can use some of that water quality money to help build this sewage treatment That's facility. That's fantastic. But not all of it. Um, right. It's kind of a quirky, but we can only use the money... But at least that's another stream for yeah, you to no, we to can, probably a third of the money can come from that. Um, the way the law is written, we can only use it uh, to handle current existing flow. It, it can't be used to um, sim- stimulate growth. So oh, so then that that could be potentially uh, problematic or a reason well, why you might not be able to. So part of How the you, you know the Riverside Sewage Treatment Facility. Part of it is to handle the existing flow that's in that area ah. and remove the nitrogen. And part of it is to allow additional economic I mean, activity and development. I mean, I can think of one uh, blighted property on the um, west side. Is that is that the right. west side? That's like a, it was an old like a Mexican restaurant or something like mm-hmm. that. Pretty, pretty old building, but that seems like it could easily uh, be a new... And yeah, that could benefit, sure, from this. So... So what you do is you basically add up the gallons of what the existing is. Mm-hmm. You know, every home gets a calculation of how many gallons a day of waste it produces. So water, water waste. I think a home is like 250 gallons or something like that a day. Um, and so there's an existing flow, mm-hmm. and that's and then you look at how many gallons you're building the plant for. Right. So if you're building it for three times the amount of current flow. A third can be paid for with CPF. I like that. Okay, yeah. so you gotta you gotta see what's existing there, and then you can you right. can calculate that. So that's what the estimate is that about a third of the cost can be paid for with that uh, water quality money. Speaking of cost, I was very grateful to see that they've ki- they've finally kind of cleaned up uh, the smart septic. Uh, there was rebates, right, for new septic systems, but then it was going on people's tax bills. Yeah, that's that fixed. That finally got fixed. So, like, how do we kickstart that conversation yeah, that again was, with people? That was really hurting Hurtful. hurting yes. the program. You know, right. you try to do something good for the environment. Right. You know, the town that's, tries that's to do something needed. good. So we give you, you know, $20,000 in money to help you put in a system that will take the nitrogen out of your waste. And then Uncle Sam sends you a bill. <laughs> Saying like you, got, you of, got income. Right. They right. say, oh, that 20000 is income. And it was putting people in different tax brackets, and they were t- completely messing them up. Um, and so people were like, weren't taking our money because of the tax cut. Like, right. They would love to have the 20000 but not if they have to pay 10000 in taxes or whatever it might be. Um, so that's fixed, thankfully. So now... So what what do people do? I mean, I'm one of those well, people that, you know, would like to update the septic as long as, you know, I don't have a... Yeah, contact our CPF program and, okay. uh, up, you know, apply for the grant. We took away the um, the economic thresholds, right? So before certain people were ineligible, they made too much money and we weren't going to help them. Um now we've decided to help everyone because good, we, that, like we just said, everyone like it's a problem that we all. I mean, if you think about it, larger houses 
they're generating sure. on and on average more waste and yeah. therefore more uh well th- right uh, you know th- you know a, a big you know 10 bedroom house on the water you know um, that person probably doesn't need our grant but they also don't need to put the system in. We want right. them to put the system yes. in because it's a big house and it's right on the right. water and it would really help the bay if they would do it. So why not give them the grant if that's what it's going to take for them to put the to, system to in? Just do right? the thing. So, do the thing. Right. And look, a lot, I, I find in this town a lot of people do the right thing. I mean, the people who really care. I, it's, it's amazed me how many people want to want to protect the environment, want to make the community a better place. Yes. It's awesome. It's a it's great being supervisor here because of that. There's such a potent, you know, sense of community here. Um, you know, it, you know, I, the town can do only so much, but when people band together to do it themselves. Right. I love it, you know. Oh, it's, and so speaking of which, 2023 we're just getting started. What else besides we're looking at uh the Riverside area? What else are you looking at this year? When it comes uh, well, to you the know, Flan, Flan, um, oh, Hampton Bays. Hampton Bays has been in the news quite a bit. Um, <sighs> Hampton Bays is like really growing. There's no question about property values have been going up and up. Um, you know, they're in a really good place, moving in a really nice direction. Um, people have been complaining a little bit about downtown, feeling like there hasn't been similar investments into downtown that. It, um, it should be beautified. It should have more things for people, and uh, it's sort of but people stagnating. haven't really come to a an agreement, right? right. About so that's how to, been the to... issue. We have people who want to invest in downtown, and um, we tried to put some zoning in place that would spur investment. Um, that was challenged, and you know the town eventually withdrew and said, "Okay, we're going to go back to the drawing board, work with the community." And um, see if we can come up with a new plan. And so I've been spending a lot of time in Hampton Bays. I, I held listening sessions uh, every Thursday for two months. Wow. Um, what did you learn? Um, that people love Hampton Bays. Um, they're you know they're ready for the good they, grounds coffee shop to open. Right. They love um, you know any of the ideas that deal with beautification. They love like burying the power lines or more plantings. You know, awnings, uh, streetlights—you know, things like that—are are very popular. But you know, they're also concerned about new growth and whether that would, you know, put too many kids in the school or add too much traffic or affect their property taxes. I mean, that's, that's or, happening all over. Or the, change the, the character end. or make them too bougie. You know, like they—you know—some of them they don't want to be a Hampton, right? They don't, ah. you know. So, but I, but. Other people really would like to have, you know, that vibrancy downtown. Like, so the idea of creating a new road that connects the park, Good Ground Park, where we've been having great concerts and everybody loves, there was always a plan to connect it to Main Street. And on that new street, there could be little boutique shops, you know, bookstores, ice cream stores, um, you know, fun places that... Is that the, the road that was going to go through where the no, diner is? No, that's okay. a whole different that's thing. That's a whole different idea. So there's been, I'd say, a, a, a broad consensus about creating, oh, you know, connecting the park to Main Street with a new road that would have some, you know, new retail. They, people don't want four-story buildings. Uh, they really don't want three-story buildings. Maybe they would tolerate a few three-story buildings. Um they don't want too many apartments. Some don't want any more 
residents. But that's, you that's know, common. To, but to make it work, you sort of have to have some apartments, right? So that you have the foot traffic, and you know, we do need places for young people to live, for our workers to live. Right. So I think people are coming to understand that, but it then becomes a question of scale. You know, the original plan had like 200 potential units. You know, I think the next plan will have a fraction of that. It'll be a lot, you know, a lot less. Um, it'll be smaller scale. So um, I'm working really hard. After my listening sessions, I started doing focus groups and sitting down with groups of 10 people. Um, I did that for two months as well in Hampton Bays. So I was spending a lot of time in Hampton Bays. Yeah. Um, well, that's, it's good to hear that you're putting in the work and he, trying to figure out, a tailor fit a plan to what people really want, because that's not always the case. Right. And, you know, or, you know, not going to get something that everybody wants. There, you know, there are people who definitely do not want anything to happen there. Mm-hmm. And there are people who desperately want some investment and some things to happen there. And, you know, whether I can, you know, come up with something working with the community that everybody embraces, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think we can get a broad consensus. It might not be everyone. Um, there was also an issue about sewage treatment and where do you put it? Where do you put it? A lot of people said we need sewage treatment for the environment. Um, but the property that had been sort of targeted by the town um, next to the cemetery, it had good ground park on one side and the cemetery on the other. And, you know, it seemed like an okay spot. It was, you know, close to downtown. But there was um, some residential properties near it too. And um, certainly the residential properties were adamantly against it. Mm. You know, nobody wants to live next to a sewage treatment plant. Right. I, 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 can't, I can't blame them for that. I wouldn't want to either. Um, and people also felt like the cemetery, that's where they go to mourn and remember their dead, um, you know, their, their relatives and friends, and they were afraid that it would change it, that it would smell. Right. Um, and typically, modern sewage treatment plants do not smell. Um, but uh, nonetheless, their passion and concerns were real. Um, so we've been looking for um, other choices uh, and other ways to handle it. And, you know, if we're talking about a much smaller scale of development, uh, it gets a little bit easier to figure that out in terms of where that could go. Um, some properties manage their own. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you know, there's been a... I think a lot of support for the um, revitalization of the Canoe Place Inn, the hotel okay, there. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful. The um, Reckless did an amazing job. They took what you know, used to be a a nightclub, and you know, before that it was a hotel. But you know, CPI, um, it had fallen into disrepair and was a blight on the community for uh, for decades, decades. And you know, these guys came in, invested. A ton of money, fixed it up. Now they have a restaurant, bar, and hotel. It's beautiful. Right down the road from here. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but on, you know, on the other side of the canal, they also built uh, townhouses. I think thirty-seven or thirty-eight townhouses, and those are—they're um, not connected to a sewer district, but they built their own sewage treatment plant. Got it. Um, they built their their own plant, and uh, they didn't—you know—it's it's across the street. From where the uh, where those uh, boat what they call the boathouses are, I know uh, Southampton Inn was looking to do that yeah. too. Yeah, and nobody knows it. I mean, people know it's there, but you don't smell it, you don't see it. So you know, with the downtown revitalization of Hampton Bays, you know, it's possible that a small scale on site plant could be constructed to handle, 
you know, a, cer- a certain level in. of development without creating a large plant to handle all of Hampton Bays. And then uh, that large uh, investment that would be necessary for that as well. Yeah, well, that would be private, right? right. So, so the whoever was developing the new shops and apartments would also be responsible for developing their own. That seems like a that seems like a, a good option. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's the direction we're going. We also we also are looking at a larger scale sewer district for Hampton Bays, um, but we need to find a property that is you know placed not next to any residences. It's got to have good setbacks. And well, the governor was was saying, uh, you know, she's hoping for stuff near the trains. Is there any option for... Oh, that's for residential development. Yes. Transit-oriented development. Yes. Um, but, you know, but putting a sewage treatment plant next to a train station, that's a good location too, mm-hmm. be, um, potentially. Um, you know, I want the plant to be in the right spot um, so that the infrastructure costs are limited. And also, you know, we can connect the areas that should be connected. Like you mentioned, the park to Main Road. Well, well, that's a street. But in terms of sewers, oh, okay. In terms of sewers, you know, the area we have, we have high housing density in Hampton Bays along Tayana Bay, mm-hmm. and the water quality in Tayana Bay has been really impaired. That's not so. Great. We if, don't like to hear that so at all. I'd like to get a plant in a location where connecting those homes to the plant, you know, those homes that are close to Tayana Bay, that would make a lot of sense. That, yes, and it would and it would possibly really affect the bay in a great way. In a positive way, right. All right, so you so, got your work cut out for yeah, you but for I, 2023. I have, I'm eyeing a property that I think would work. Well, so, I'm excited. We're excited to hear about the developments that come from that. Uh, I would love to have Maria Moore on. Yeah, Maria's I feel like, great. I feel like I haven't had her on here, and that would be fantastic. Um We'll say goodbye to you for now, Aww. Supervisor just, Schneiderman. Just getting started. I know. So, well, we'll do what? It, we'll, one last thought before I, I do let you go that you want to make sure the listeners know. For now, we're getting close to the ten minute mark. We'll give them some music. Um, one last thought. I mean, look, it's a great town. We have stuff going on all over the place. Um, Sag Harbor has got a lot of uh, interesting things happening with yes. Ste- Steinbeck House and. Uh, uh, the Morris Din Street property with the school, the partnerships there. Um, How is it, that going, by the way? Please, if we could touch on that for a second. I, I know that there was a positive getting there. public hearing coming. I mean, I mean, the town's position is we're willing. Well, which one do you want? Steinbeck House or the uh, no, Marsden school? No, Marsden So we're willing to partner with the school in developing a community park. But, you know, it's got to be one that the community will go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community, large sector. A large sector of the community isn't going to go there if it's a synthetic field, right? right? I know so, that that's a big thing for so them. So we have taken that off the table and said, "Okay, to, we've said to the school, we will partner with you, but if the you, playing if surface scr- has to be 100 percent natural." Cool. And um, you know, they have to come to terms with that. If if I, I could, it I also could has see, to be available. I could see there was a little bit of uh, you know they were they the last thing that I heard from them was, "Oh well, there's these new synthetics that." But well, you're saying that it, well, well, you'll partner with them if they let go of that idea. Well, I, again, you know, they're asking us to look at different things. But you know, our position is the, you know, when you go there and you touch that grass, it better be natural, right? It's got to right. be a hundred percent. We don't want it to be plastic. So, okay. um, and you know, look, we're bringing six million into that deal. It has to be available to the public, and you know, and it also has to be inviting to the public. And if they don't want to do that, they don't have to take our money. They can right. do this themselves. Right. And, 
you know, but that that's our position. But anyway, it's going to be a good year, 2023. We'll get some good stuff done. i got a great board to work with and uh, really looking forward to it. And and I'm still doing the music. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk, so we'll, that's what we'll touch on next time when we have you back. Jay Schneiderman, the supervisor here in Southampton Town. I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, this is Marshmallow and Halsey. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you just heard the Monday Meditation on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Thomas Rhett, Reba McIntyre, Hillary Scott, Chris Tomlin, and Keith Urban. Uh, moving on to Jimmy Allen's Be All Right. This is the track we wrap this whole playlist around. If we have any time after that, we'll lead you into the NPR News break with the Beach Boys, Be True to Your School. It's the B edition of The Heart of the East End. Big thank you to Dr. Nikhil Palikar and Jay Schneiderman. And our underwriter, Jeff Jennifer Benton, here on WLIWFM. To build your own fire when it's freezing. I catch the heat from the summer out of season. But the grounds with the time, believe me. Yeah, let me tell you now. When you're feeling broken down, you just gotta let it rise. It'll be alright. Smoke it and roll with it, sip it and flow with it. On the road with it, lay back and go with it. Sometimes you're high with it, sometimes you're low with it, but it'll be alright. Smoke it and roll with it, sip it and flow with it. Was on the road with it, lay back and go with it. Sometimes you're high with it, sometimes you're low with it, but it'll be alright. Patience, yeah, that's what it's gonna take when you're putting back the pieces that's been breaking. When you feel like giving up, staying. Tell you now when you're feeling broken down, you just gotta let it rise. It'll be alright. Smoke it and roll with it, sip it and flow with it. Goes on the road with it, lay back and go with it. Sometimes you're high with it, sometimes you're low. Gotta let it ride It'll be 
smoke it and roll with it, sip it and flow with it. Wheels on the road with it, lay back and go with it. Sometimes you're high with it, sometimes you're low with it, but it'll be alright. Smoke it and roll with it, sip it and flow with it. Wheels on the road with it, lay back and go with it. Sometimes you're high with it, sometimes you're low. I'm proud to wear it now. 